welcome to another edition of Maplewood Barn Radio Theater, brought to you in conjunction with KBIA. In keeping with our goal of bringing an eclectic array of material to this show, tonight we bring you a pulp fiction classic called Gorilla Girl by Charlton L. Edholm. It was first published in a periodical called Gun Mall Magazine in 1930 and retains much of the flavor of that time when Bonnie and Clyde were still fresh news and Capone was running the rackets. And true to the pulp tradition, the story is full of slang from the period, which adds to the ambiance of the tale. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this Maplewood Barn audio adaptation of the pulp fiction classic, Gorilla Girl. My name is Cora Corinta, and this is the story of how I came to be here in the state pen sentenced to life. But my ex-boyfriend, Smoke Gatha, is sitting on death row. Some people called him the Gorilla, which is how I came to be known as Gorilla Girl. But I never liked that nickname. Anyway, all things considered, I'm in pretty good shape compared to Smoke. You see, it was like this. Adi wanted to join my gang. So, you want to join our little club, eh? Oh, yeah. Ever since I saw Miss Corinta, I knew I would do anything for her. Even though she's beautiful, you know she's a tough gal, right? She can play her off. <laughs> I don't mind, Ruff. Ruff is okay with me. All right, we'll go talk to her. See what she says. She's right over there. Come on. Hey, Cora. This guy wants to join up. So, you want to trail our mob, do you? Sure I do. What's your name, kid? Artie. Okay, Artie. Well, to join our gang, you've got to prove you've got the guts first. <laughs> I'll do anything you say, honey mouth. Uh, honey mouth? Look, Artie, call me Cora. First names only, see? Why do those poor boobs always think I'm sweet? I'm sweet and soft as a buzzsaw, boy, and don't forget it. Listen, here at Jackson's Drugstore at three tomorrow morning. Pack some heat. When you see me get out of a car and go into the drugstore, you walk up to the car, stick the barrel in the sap's face, and give him the works. Then scram. Is that all? That's all. If you do that, you're in. I'll see you the next night at Porky's place, and we'll go home together. And from then on, you belong in our mob. How about it? Oh, yeah. I'll do anything for you, Cora. Good. Skeeter and Chubb can show you the ropes. They work for me. Yeah, we'll take care of you, kid. Now listen up, you chumps. Here's what's going on. You know I used to be with Smoke Gatler, the rum runner. Right now, he's running from Sparkler Maxie over a turf war. Who? Max Laurie. They call him Sparkler Maxie because of all the ice he wears. Anyway, Smoke thought it would be easier to take off for now, rather than go head-to-head with the Sparkler. That's right. Max Loy is the one who started calling Smoke the gorilla, and that's how you became known as Don't a- say it. I don't like that name, and neither does Smoke, so cut it out. So what's the plan? Well, see, I got this date tonight with Sparkler Maxie. 
Since Smoke left, Maxie let me know he was interested, so I'm going out to a speakeasy with him. His strong arm, Oscar the Fist, will be waiting at the car. So here's what I need you and Skeeters to do. pretty car. Yeah, a Rolls Royce all shined up with some caveman behind the wheel. <laughs> caveman. Yeah. Ah, that's a good one. You see, you won't get out of the car. That young's bird is yellow. Let's rest here a minute. I need to get my legs under me. See, you won't even move a muscle. Even with you leaning on the car, he must be yellow. He won't fight. Yeah? What makes you say he's yellow? He takes it lying down like Dutchy, Max Lloyd's man, his damn yellow rat. Be on your way, you bums, and get off the wheels. Talking to me? You heard me. Get the hell out of here. Take your foot off that fender that ain't no brass rail, you barfly. Oh, yeah? Ain't you the wisecracker. Say, I bet you're just a big windbag. I'll show you who's a windbag. Get off the car, both of you. Aw, oh, you're all yellow. Let's see you make me take my foot away. Now why is you's kicking the car? Now you's got me sore. Look out, bud. He's coming for you. Don't scare me none, boy Well, if you's boys won't go, guess I'll just have to help you move along. That's that fair for your spiel, Skeeters. Like they always do. But he really fell for your blackjack to the back of his head. Come on, make it snappy, Chubb. Roll him off of them trash cans. Yeah, right here, Chubb. Yeah. Dump him here in the cellar entrance. Let's get that chauffeur's coat off, too. Gonna fit you better than me. Where's the hat? Hope I didn't dent it. Like his head. That looks swell. You actually look like a real chauffeur. All set. I'll go in the club and give Cora the all clear by lighting a cigarette. But first, I want to finish this sap. He's got to have some dough in his pockets, eh? And we don't want the big lug to be trailing us, do we? That's right. Be sure to get my fair share, Skeeters, because if you hold on my split, it'll be your last dirty deal. It's the beat cop, Clancy. He should turn the corner far down the block any second. Now, go get in the car. We gotta stick with Cora's plan, especially now that smoke is gone. Now get going. I'm fed up on this joint. Wanna go home so early? <laughs> Whatever you want, Hot Lips. You can hold the slang and just call me Cora. I can call you in something worse than Hot Lips, Gorilla. Don't say it, Maxie. You know I don't like that name. Okay, babe. You win. Waiter, waiter. Yes, Mr. Laurie. A hundred, sir? Yes, sir. I'll be right back with the change. Oh, keep it, fella. It's a rock good night, and I ain't cheap, you know, sir. Here's some ten spots to pass out to the boys and the cigarette girl, and, and a twenty to the cook with my compliments, and twenty-five to the band leader. Uh, he put on some hot 
Jan. You can afford it. After you won 75 grand on a horse today. Is Dutchie still at the car? Of course he is. He's my bodyguard, ain't he? With the diamonds you're wearing, you might need five or ten bodyguards. Oh, they don't call Dutchie the iron-fisted man for nothing. I, come on, he'll be waiting for us. See the guy wearing all the ice, Rixie? That's Max Laurie. They call him the sparkler because of all the jewelry he wears. So that's what he looks like. Yeah, he's easy to spot, twinkling like a starlit night. We've been trying to catch up with him ever since the captain assigned us to the Brooks Patterson gym robbery. What about the girl, Danny? That is Cora Cortina, but don't let her appearance fool you. She is a powder keg waiting to explode. See that expression on her face? Like a tiger in the zoo at feeding time? She looks like a prima donna to me. Hmm. I wonder what scheme that dame is hatching. She's definitely got something up her sleeve. Any sign of your kid, brother? Nope. Don't see him. Maybe the tip was wrong and I won't find him here. Boy, if I ever do catch him in a place like this, I'll give him the business. But there's no sign of Artie here tonight. See? Just like I told you. Dutchie's sitting at the door with the engine purring. Oh, Mosca. No, no. I've changed my mind. Let's take a whirl up to Harlem first. So you want to dash a black scene? Oh, it's all right by me, Hot Lips. Hot Lips? If only the sap knew how cold that kiss can be. As cold as the chill of the grave. To Club Creole uh, up in the Black Belt. Stop here. It's an all-night drugstore. I'm going in for some aspirin. Let me go for you, doll. I'll only be a moment. Right. Never argue with a beautiful dame, ah, huh, Dutchie? It's the life. I'm full of food and drink, and the best-looking dame in the, in the city is mine for as long as I care to keep her. Easy life. Easy money. Easy women. Say, what gives here? What was that noise? Sounded like shooting. I don't get nervous, boy. Ain't nobody gunning for you, are they, a drugstore clerk? Yeah, you're right. It was just a motor backfiring, I guess. Yeah, that must have been it. Is one slug plenty? Yes. Yeah, I, I guess so. I got him right between the eyes. Then scram. Get out of here. That's what Cora said. Yeah, okay, okay, I'm going. Everything okay, Skeeters? Yeah, just look in the back seat. What about the drugstore clerk? Said something about another car backfiring. Nothing to worry about. Let's go. Yeah, sure. Get in front here with me. You don't want no blood on your clothes. That's right. Don't waste time looking for his bankroll. I got it here in my stocking. Right. Rub me in my place. Then get rid of Maxie. Got it? Sure, Cora, I got it. I'll just take a drive up to that wooded area at the end of your street. Maxie won't be needing those sparklers where he's going. If it's okay with you, I will relieve him of his diamonds before I dump him. Yes, take them. You can give him Oscar's coat and hat back in return. Good night, Mr. Laurie. Have a pleasant trip. Hope the climate is hot enough for you where you're going. <laughs> 
You wanted to see me, Captain Brady? Yes, that was great work, tracking down Max Florio last night. But now he's dead, shot in the head. What's the dope on his murder? The word on the street, Chief, is the sparkler had been put on the spot, and one of the heavy bettors who had lost money on Maxie's fixed races decided to spend his money on revenge rather than pay out to Maxie. He offered 50000 to put Maxie in a grave. Fifty grand for bumping off Max Laurie? Uh, Fifty grand would pay for rubbing out a district attorney or the city editor of a big newspaper. <laughs> it should only cost maybe five grand to plug an ordinary business rival, so... Who was the competition? Smoke Gettler, of course, but Gettler's out of town. A perfect alibi. He's never soiled his hands with killing. He's always out of town when the hit goes down. He can hire it out for a small price. In fact, he could get it done for nothing, in the case of Max Laurie. Lots of people would like the sparkler gone, but I'm sure he paid something. And maybe I can make him really pay for this one. I just wish I could figure out who he got to pull the trigger. That might help settle things down, uh... The killing of Sparkler Maxie has blown the lid off this town. Mob bosses are scrambling to take over where the Sparkler left off. Maybe the best place to start would be getting facts from Cora Corinta. Like I said, Chief, Rixie and I saw her with Max at the Jungle Speakeasy last night. They left together. She's got to know something. We can beat hell out of her like a bum. You can't beat up a woman. Are you kidding, Danny? Can't I? She ain't really a woman. She's a gorilla's mall, and that makes her a gorilla, too. Sure, I'd beat her up. Let's go get a confession out of her. the kid. I picked him up an hour after the big shot was polished off. The kid's in the East River now with a load of scrap iron wired to him. That's the best way. Those soft, mushy kids are sure to squawk sooner or later. Police, open up! Sure, boys, sure. Just, just hang on a minute. Quick, Skeeters, hide in the closet. Coming! Well, good morning, boys. What do you want with me this fine day? We're here to investigate the murder of Max Lorry last night. <laughs> well, you ain't got a thing on me, boys. I was playing around with Maxie, sure. I helped him blow his money and have a good time. What of it? If that's a murder case, you can round up a hundred Janes on Broadway for Maxie loved them all. We ain't going to have to do that, doll. Now you tell us. Det oh, excuse me, detectives. Hello? Oh, yes. They're still here, Captain. It's for you, Detective Moran. Sorry, Danny. Bad news. It's about your kid brother. A body has been fished out of the East River, tied up with wires and weights. As far as we can tell, it's your younger brother, Artie. They need you at the morgue to identify the body. So that's the end of poor Artie's life. Rats have murdered my kid brother. I'll get them for that. Poor little Artie. He never had a chance. That's hard luck, Dan. Anything I can do, let me know. That's a tough break, Detective. 
Maybe it's somebody else they found. I gotta go to the morgue. You coming? Nah, I got a few more questions for Miss Cortina. You go on. Glances outside in case she gives me any trouble. <laughs> no rough stuff, Rixie. You might get more than you're bargaining for. She's been an acrobatic dancer, queen of burlesque, and a trick sharpshooter in a Wild West show. The woman is muscled like a man and just as dangerous. I'll be the perfect gentleman. Now go and see your brother. Alone at last. Now take off the kid gloves, doll. You know who croaked Max, Lori. You, and I'm gonna choke the truth out of you. Keep back. Don't lay a hand on me. Come clean or I'll lay some fists on you. Out with it. I don't know. Keep back. It was Smoke Gatler, that's who. You're crazy. Smoke's in Chicago. You think so? He's got a cozy hideout on Park Avenue, and he's got a Jane with him. Get wise, sweetie. The cheetah's giving you the dirty end of the stick, and you're eating up like a babe with candy. That's a damn lie. Ah, your nails are sharp, doll. I'll give you points for first blood, but can you take it? Can you? Tell me everything you know, or I'll beat you till you look like hamburger steak. Stay back, you ape. Ugh. Come at me again, and I'll kick you in the... You stupid dame. shoot him, I tell ya. Then tell me what happened. He came at me. I scratched his face. He hit me, so I kicked him back. Then suddenly there was a crash, a groan from Rixie, and he was lying dead on the floor. And that's it? That's it. I don't know who killed him. I don't know who killed Maxie. I don't know nothing. Please wait here in the interrogation room. I have to go get some more coffee. What do you think, Danny? I'm stumped, Captain. She's a tough nut to crack. She won't budge on her story. No, she's sticking to it like glue. What'd you find out at her place? Not much. We fine-combed her apartment for the murder weapon, but there was no gun in the place. The windows were closed and had not been disturbed. The shot could not have come from the outside. One of the rookies has this wild theory that Rixie might have shot himself with his own gun, even though his service revolver had not been discharged. So we have no choice but to let her go. Oh, and uh, did you see the papers today? They're already calling her the Mystery Mall. She's got friends who know how to work the legal technicalities in the press. We can't expect any help there. Since we really have no evidence against her for either killing, she'll, she'll have to be released. So uh, I guess we write this one off, Boyle. With all due respect, sir, my little brother has been brutally murdered and thrown into the East River. And you want me just to let this case go, Chief? The hell I will, Captain. The hell I will.
so we let her go. She left the jail laughing at the guards and nothing I could do about it. But there was a string of murders, four and all linked up like beads on a chain. Dutchie, the bodyguard driver, who was found dead behind a bunch of trash cans. Then there was Max Laurie, the big shot, shot in the head outside a drugstore. My brother Artie had been pulled out of the river with wires and scrap iron bound to his body. And last of all, Sergeant Steve Rixey, murdered while interrogating Cora. Now, I know that Smoke Gatler, Cora's honey pie, was in Chicago during the murders and has not returned to New York. Word has it that he is now living lavishly in Havana. An investigator has sent back some interesting details of Smoke Gatler's amusements in the gay city together with some snapshots. I thought these might be just the leverage I needed to pry some answers out of the hot-tempered Cora Cortina. So, you're back again, Sergeant Moran. What can I do for you? You've come down in the world, Cora. This ain't near as nice as your Riverside Drive apartment. It looks like you are suffering from reduced circumstances. You didn't stop by to check on my welfare, Coppa, so get to the point. I have things to do, people to see. Sure. I can tell by the lack of makeup and the second-hand dingy robe that you are expecting swells at any moment. Sit down, Cora. I've got something to show you. It's obvious your sweet man has not been spending much money on you. I thought you'd like to know who is helping him blow his coin these days. I don't want to hear anything you got to say. All I want to hear from you is the noise of the door shutting when you go. I'm going, Cora, but when I go, I'm taking you along. You are going to tell me who shot Max Laurie. <laughs> you want to know who killed Maxie? Ha, you don't really want to know who killed Maxie, so I'll tell you. <laughs> to hell with you and your smug-faced ways. It was your brother, Artie. That's who did in Max. No! You lie. I've never hit a woman in my life, but... Don't come near me, or I'll... Or you'll what? I'll kick you just like I did Rixie. Ha! Missed. It's hard to aim the high heel of a shoe. It's much easier to aim the revolver I have you covered with now. Take off those shoes. <laughs> Here. Take them. The left one is regular. It's the right one that's fixed to kill. I warned Rixie you were a trick shooter. Want a drink? No. This was a clever job, Cora. A gun barrel on the heel of a shoe, and I suppose this wire exploded the cartridge? Yes. I guess it's the electric chair for me, but why not spill it? Sure, I work the wire with my toe. It shoots like a regular gun. Pretty slick, ain't it? It's the same one I used on Rixie. Very clever. Is this Gatler's idea? I'm not saying nothing. You've got the weapon, now take me along and try me for Rixie's murder. But I'll never stench on my friends. <laughs> your friends. Listen, Cora, your friends are not worth it. They would all sing like canaries in your spot. If you tell me everything you know, you may get life in prison instead of the hot seat. In fact, I can promise it if you don't hold out. Look at these photographs. Here's your friend Gatler at the races with Lola Manette, the dancer. Here he is swimming with her. There they are on the beach. Hmm, <laughs> this is a hot one. Uh, I'll spill the works. I'll help strap Gatlin in the chair. Hell, I'd be glad to throw the switch myself. What the... what was that all about? That drink was loaded with cyanide. One swallow and all my troubles would have been over. But I want to live now. I want to live long enough to send Gatlin to the chair. And Skeeters and Chubb and the whole mutter mob. But who tipped you off? About the gun on my high heel, I mean. Nobody. When I saw round marks where you had walked in the Riverside apartment, there were little circles as if someone had held a gun muzzle to the floor. 
I was ready for something deadly if you kicked. Of all the rotten breaks, I gotta have a smart flat foot after me. Now I'll get the chair for sure. I told you how to sidestep the chair. Can you make good? If you come clean. The gorilla girl was still a jungle brute. Now she was turned on her gang and never did the female of the species in her jealous rage appear so deadly. I made good on my promise. The DA accepted a second-degree murder plea in return for Cora's complete confession on how Smoke Gatler's murder mob did business. Skeeters and Chubb were picked up in Chicago. Smoke Gatler was arrested the moment he stepped off a steamer from Havana. Lola Manette, younger and prettier than Cora, was with him. Smoke should never have come back to America, but he did, and I got to nab him right at the docks. You, you can't arrest me. I, I've done nothing wrong. I'm innocent of any wrongdoing. I'm a respectable businessman, traveling for pleasure with my wife. Can that, you dope. Cora spilled everything. You're through, Gatler. Cora squawked. Damn that broad. I thought Skeeters had shut her up for good. Didn't work out that way, Smoke. You see, this is how romances end between a gorilla and a gorilla girl. That's the story of how I wound up in this prison. The copper, Danny Moran, the rat, broke up the whole gang. Guess we should have left his little brother alone. But how was we to know? Anyway, tonight is Smoker's going to the electric chair. <laughs> he's, he's probably eating his last supper right about now. Then they'll lead him down the long hallway and, and strap him to the chair and buzz the life out of him. I know Smoke Gatler was not a good man. He got me to do his dirty work and was going to leave me in the lurch, but... <laughs> but I love him. No matter what he did, I still love him. So ends the sad story of the Gorilla Girl, our Pulp Fiction special for this evening. The story was written by Charlton L. Edholm and first published in Gun Malls Magazine in 1930. This has been a presentation of Maplewood Barn Radio Theater, operating in partnership with KBIA. Our players for this show were Amy Humphrey as Cora, Joe Hayes played Skeeter, Darren Helwidge was Artie and several other male roles, Chubb and Rixie were Terry Yates, Joe Bogue played Dutchie and Danny, and Byron Scott was Sparkler Maxi and the captain. The show was engineered by Darren Helwidge and adapted for radio by Dave Collins and Brad Buchanan, with Amy Humphrey and Joe Hayes doing post-production. We hope you've enjoyed this adaptation of the pulp tale Gorilla Girl, presented by the Maplewood Barn Radio Players, and that you will join us again next week at the same time for another classic story 
right here on KBIA.